0: We are prone to look into God's law with some strange self-confidence and inner assurance or ego that exaggerates our own abilities produced by none other than the flesh. The spirit of our age is to work endlessly, excel at everything, and rest never, and we bring that into our quest for holiness. This is from Holier Than Thou by Jackie Hill Perry, and you're listening to Vondra's View what is up beautiful people back with another one another one okay back i'm back i'm here what's up okay so book review i haven't done a book review in a while but i wanted to start uh going ahead get it back into it because I've been picking up some really 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 good books. And among the really good books that I've been picking up is Holier Than Thou by Jackie Hill Perry. Let me adjust my glasses cuz y'all, this one right here, I was not ready for this one right here. Um if you're not only into theology, but if you are a believer and you really want to hear what people of Christ have to say and um other believers what they have to say people who write like I would definitely this is like highly recommended to read highly recommended from me um yeah holier than thou written by Jackie Hill Perry other works by her Jude and Gay Girl Good God I actually want to do the study on Jude yes that's gonna be like another one of my my picks for this year holier than thou gives us a solid introduction and definition of who and what god is if anyone has gotten the opportunity to explain the very nature and foundation of his transcendence his holiness and his love jackie has done that very well in this book like she's she's done it. And you, you can tell the Holy Spirit's all over it. Um, if you're someone like me, I read a lot and I will tell you, I truly ate this book up. Like I, I literally, if I didn't literally bite into it, I was scribbling, highlighting, annotating on every single page, every single page. Um, i was able to identify a lot of the idolizations that i've i've struggled with and that i still struggle with um just from reading chapter four which is about idolatry um it's titled unholy God's idolatry i was able to um, identify my own sinful nature but see the grace of god that he has for his children at the same time this book will Will reveal a lot of our sins as humans if you pick it up. But it's only because God's holiness is being revealed and aided with scripture and explanations at the same time from Jackie. So while (laughs) sins are being unveiled and you can just, and, and revealed, and our sinful nature is being revealed to us through scripture and with this book not only that but you're along with that you're seeing the holiness of God and as a believer I would definitely I would definitely suggest this book to a friend or peer who's never been introduced to who God is and to unbelievers as well but I will say if there are unbelievers and antichrists the ain'ts as Jackie would call them individuals with open minds and willing enough to take on to referencing scripture, then they should definitely read this. Um, before I dig any deeper, I I want to say that Jackie Hill Perry has a very poetic and rhythmic way of writing, even for a book that is nonfiction and factual. Um, I know that she writes poems and she's also an artist, but for this book to be written the way that it is. It's, a, it's an easy, it was an easy read for me, but uh, it is super factual and it is nonfiction. Um, and although it is a suggested read for many, I it took, you know, for me, I read novels from time to time. So it took me a minute to really chew this content completely up because it just seemed kind of choppy for me. And I found myself pausing a lot. Um, or sometimes it would take me days to kind of sift through like a couple of pages. Um, but again, if you can get over that, or if you're already someone who reads nonfiction, I think it would be perfect for you to read. Also, while I pondered on this work for two weeks, I found myself wanting to stay in the presence of God all day, every day. Okay. Like, from beginning to end, this book just captures the very essence of God. And like you just wanted to dig deeper into scripture because Jackie's referencing referencing scriptures in the book, but it helps you pick up your Bible and you're like, okay, let me go look at that. Let me go look at the surrounding verses with this. Um, which I believe is the intent of, of this book. So yeah, some of the thoughts I want to elaborate on are are going to leave you thinking and considering the faith and the relationship that you have with God. So yeah, let's get into it. So I'm gonna go ahead and like set this as uh my my first point and my first. I'm I'm just gonna set it as a disclaimer that if you are going to purchase this book or you know get it on Kindle Nook whatever Amazon however. Do indeed read this book from beginning to end um, so that you can understand exactly what uh, the author is saying. Um, I'm just going to be pointing out some chapters that stuck with me the most and uh, just kind of give you a, a gist of what the breakdown looks like in this book. So the first one that I wanted to talk about is the, the chapter called Holy, Holy, Holy. Moral perfection. Um, there were a few things that stuck out to me about the the description and uh, the description that Jackie gives us about uh, the moral perfection of God and his characteristics. Because before this chapter, she you know talks to us about his transcendence and um, just who the father is and what he is like and what scripture tells us that he is like um that oftentimes we strayed away from because we are so in involved with our own lives and we've become you know so uh so in unfortunately with social media and other things and idolatry and all that good stuff, which I'm going to get into. But anyways, so yeah, the first the first chapter that I want to talk about is moral perfection. Uh, there's a few uh sentences that I'm going to read. The first one is, uh, our, our only hope is for someone gentle and lowly to calm the storm and heal our wounds and carry our yoke. See the cross and believe the Lord upon it. "'He is greater than the Great Samaritan. "'He cares to the point of death. "'So take him at his word, giving him your burdens, "'trading it it for his peace. "'When God tells you that your life will be lost "'if and when you try to save it, "'but losing it for his sake is where you will find it, "'believe him.'" Christ will not allow you to find life any other way because there is no other way, right? So when she says this, I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is getting good, right? But if I were to break that down for someone who's just tuning in, what she's saying here is that God doesn't change. He stays the same. His characteristics, who he is, he stayed the same. So when he tells us something, we should believe it because he is morally perfect. Everything about God is good, right? Because when people say that, that God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. It doesn't change. But a lot of us are deterred by that fact because of the the current circumstances that we're going through, you know, we lost our job, we don't have no gas, we don't know how we're gonna pay our rent, you know, <laughs> tire is going flat. You're you feel stagnant, nothing is changing immediately for you. You're not seeing the fruits of the things that you've been praying for for a very long time, whatever it may be. God is still the same and he's literally morally perfect, right? So yeah, she broke that down for us. And then I I, I see on the same page where she's um, quoting John chapter 6, verses 68 through 69, where it says, you have the words of eternal life and we have believed and you have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. So, yeah, I'm going to leave y'all with that. And then the one that I did bring up already, if you hear me flipping pages, like if you hear this little noise, that's me. I got the book in my hand because I'm I'm going off of everything that I see here. But uh, I've already quoted one of these in the tag where it says, God is not like us in this way, seeing the needs of others and scrolling to the next post, declining the call, denying relief oh well, i didn't I didn't say this one, but anyways, denying relief. God is not an idol, a being that can't speak when spoken to, hear when prayed to, act when asked. So everything that you may have thought God was to you he is not he will answer you the holy god has life in himself forever aware of what we need before we even ask you hear because he can you speak because he always has your image is his remember so yeah that, I'm, I'm not gonna read the whole book to y'all okay but that was a little snippet from moral perfection and i really like that chapter Um, I'm going to skip to the chapter with idolatry, and that one is called Unholy God's Idolatry. This one stuck out for me, like I said before, because I could see, um, you know, the the works of the flesh in, in this chapter in myself. And, you know, in a way, it was supposed to convict, you know, the believer, because it's like, dang, like, I was doing that all along and I didn't realize it, you know, and she's, she's calling out some of these idolatry type moves, um, very specifically. And then some of them you, you would have to kind of dig deeper to know for yourself, but she explains what idolatry is and where, you know, also gives us scriptures on where it was in the Bible. Um, I'm going to read from, page 99 idolatry because this is the one <laughs> that convicted me the most and it stuck with me and I had to rethink for myself like wow like the smallest thing where we we are beholding the wrong things versus you know seeking God but it's just in our it's in our nature in our sinful nature as human beings whether we try to avoid it or not which is why we need a savior so On page 99, she says, even social media thrives most on our neediness and the way it makes us discontent in being known and loved by God and God alone. Looking to it and not him for love and other things. Every post reveals from what place we find value and identity. And y'all, when I tell you this stuck with me, because how many times have we gotten on social media. We've gotten on Instagram. We've gotten on Facebook and we post something whether it's a story, a, you know, a reel or just a regular post like a picture or something like that and we're constantly checking our phones every second to see who liked it, you know, who who looked at what we posted and it shows you on a daily what we're beholding if we're taking all of this time and and we're letting it consume us it becomes an idol because you're believing in it like she said you're you're believing in it to be known and loved when really we should be seeking the father and and looking to him for his approval to be known and loved by God, right? So yeah, it 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 hit me a little bit. It put a little thorn in my side because I'm like, yo, this is something that I've been doing for a long time with social media where I'm constantly checking to see who liked my posts or who's looking, who's who's looking at my content but it's like who am i seeking approval from okay i'm going to leave that at that so really good i'm telling y'all really good chapter um the next the last one that i want to talk about is holy how behold we become which I believe is the last chapter. It is. It is the last chapter. Um, And this chapter was just basically going in to explain uh, not only the the possible image of God and what we believe what God looks like, but also uh, what he displays for us to be as his image bearers, right? I, I hope I'm quoting that correct for you all or saying that correctly where you can understand. But Jackie uh, first presents to us in the chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, and says, and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. So again, what are we trying to become? Why are we here? What is our purpose? And I know a lot of people ask that. uh, Why are we here? It is to become. Behold, we become what? Holy. And she kind of goes into some more scriptures and in ways that you can continuously seek God and be in his presence and be in the Holy Spirit's presence to indeed become holy. And it is, y'all, it's a narrow road. It's a narrow road. It's hard, right? But it's showing here that it is possible to become holy because God is indeed holy and we're his image bearers, right? Uh, Let me see. Here's one that I highlighted where it says, this seeing gives rise by God's grace to savoring God above all things, treasuring him, hoping in him, feeling him as our greatest reward, tasting him as our all satisfying good. And this savoring transforms our lives. So we should be consumed. Okay? Consumed with the Father. Y'all, this is a good book. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much anymore about this because go read it. Just go read it, okay? I know I can't be the only one on this wave, but if I am, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if I am, that's fine. Go check it out, Holier Than Thou by Jackie Hill Perry. And, yeah, keep tuning in to VondersView View, and I will talk to you all later. Bye.